Hey everyone, welcome to 5am Voice. I'm your host, Will Compren. Today we have Bella Kennedy and Jenna Morrissey. Bella is a freshman at St. Lawrence and Jenna is a senior at SUNY New Paltz. So welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good. Yeah, good. Everything's great. Excited to see both of your faces. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's great to see you too. So today we're going to be talking about the American college system because it's not that often I have two college students on this show. So taking advantage of that. And I guess I want to start where every college process starts, which is the college search. And I was wondering if you guys could just go through your college process, your college search process, I should specify. And not only that, but what would you change about it? Like, would you change anything personally or just broadly, like what would you change about the process in general? So I guess we can start there. So I like initially crossed out a lot of colleges that looking back at, I should have kept because I was like dead set on going for astronomy for a solid like two or three years. And so I basically crossed off every single place that didn't have a physics option or like an astronomy option which was not great because now i don't go to school for physics um and a lot of schools that i could have potentially seen myself going to for something else i just never even looked at now um and like i'm happy where i am but that was something that i i don't really know why i did that and looking back i would probably change it uh I also didn't really look at schools that were in cities don't really know why but um (laughs) I don't know I looked at schools that I kind of just thought that I I kept I don't know I was like really sort of tunnel vision and I didn't apply to schools that were really different from each other so that was no, no, I didn't apply to like any huge schools. I didn't apply to um, any schools that were like super populated or that were like part of a bigger system, I guess. Um, and I applied to both public and private schools, but I don't know, eventually I found where I am now and I like it, but it was pretty stressful at the time. And I think I caused a lot of stress just by narrowing it down when I really didn't have to. Yeah, um, when I started looking at colleges, I was really only looking at public colleges um, because unlike Bella, who is like a super genius, um, I am like very average academically. (laughs) Like, um, I am like a solid like B student. the first time I got straight A's in my entire life happened last semester, and I'm 21 years old. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, my grades in high school weren't like super great, but I was really involved uh, in extracurriculars because while like, you know, math, chemistry, and all those classes just like were not doing wonders for my GPA, if there had been theater classes at my school I I would have been getting straight A's like I am now because I'm a theater major um 
So I was really only looking at SUNYs and my top school was New Paltz because when I was 13 in eighth grade, my cousin was looking at colleges because she was a junior in high school. She texted me, she said, you're gonna go to SUNY New Paltz because you're, it's just like the most you place I've ever seen. And I was like, whatever, like I'm 13, who cares? And um, then I started looking at schools and New Paltz was the first college I visited and I fell in love, fell in love with it. Um, and getting in was a huge accomplishment for me because I did not meet the GPA. Like, you know how they have like the, like what it takes to get into our school thing. I didn't meet the GPA thing. I didn't meet the ACT score. I didn't meet the SAT score. Um, but you know, my extracurriculars, my recommendations, my essay, I think really put me a little ahead of the curve. So yeah, I applied to all public schools and I actually got into every college I applied to, which was really exciting. Um, I, uh, I applied to four SUNYs and the Massachusetts College of Liberal Arts. But when I was first applying to schools, I was going to be a teacher. I wanted to be, I wanted to be a high school history teacher. Um, and then like, halfway through my freshman year I went back and like visited my high school and I was like don't want to spend the rest of my life in this environment like I'm just really not feeling that um and then I started taking my my like some theater classes because I was a minor and I was like this is what I need to do for the rest of my life um but the whole application process was incredibly stressful I like I'm I ended up at St. Lawrence but that was one of the schools that I even from like eighth grade I was like I'm not gonna go to St. Lawrence no matter what I'm not gonna go there <laughs> because my mom went here and um I don't know she it's not that she didn't like it it's just there were certain parts that she really wasn't a fan of and when she came to visit with me because I just decided, hey, you know what, like I'll apply just for fun, see what happens. Um, like it's not one of my top schools, but I'll visit and she can come up and see it with me. Um, and she's like, it's really changed and the atmosphere is totally different. And it was the only school that I like stayed over at because I had a couple of friends here and I don't know the people that I met it was really different I like I had this vision of what St. Lawrence would be in my head and then I got here and it was there were some parts that were the same and then there were some that were completely different and I was like this is actually pretty great and who knows maybe I will end up here and then I did <laughs> so it's just I think it's kind of funny that I refused to even consider it until my senior year and it was one of the last schools that I applied to, and that's where I ended up. Crazy how it works like that. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, SUNY stands for State University of New York, and it is a public college, and St. Lawrence is a private college. So I'm wondering if you could sort of break down the differences, pros and cons of going to a public college versus a private college why you should or should not go to either of them or there's also the third option of just not going to college in general which i know a few kids who are either going to do or have done and 
I'm just curious, like, what are your thoughts on that? Just breaking down private, public, and not going to college at all. Okay, so um, <laughs> Academy does this thing where it makes you feel really shitty if you don't go to a $70,000 school. Don't know what it is. Because, like, I know people who, like, have gone to SUNYs from Academy, but when I was, like, looking at schools, I didn't want to say out loud that I was like, oh, I love SUNY Oswego. I might go there. Because there's just, like, this stigma because a bunch of, like, upper-middle-class white kids are like, oh, you're going to go to SUNY Oswego? Like, it's a bad thing that I'm saving, like, $30,000. Al Roker went there. Like, that's yeah, just not going to bad laugh at all. Yeah, so, um, I don't know. There's, like, coming from a private school and considering, like, wanting to having like my final two options be either SUNY Geneseo or St. Lawrence, I was like really conflicted because I was like, I would save a ton of money and I would like see Nancy and I wouldn't like make a bunch of friends at Geneseo. And then other, like other side of St. Lawrence, oh, I won't be judged as much by these people who I won't care about next year. Um, but like, I'll still spend more money. It was this whole thing. And I'm working it out now. Like, even sometimes now I'm like, God, why am I going to like, why am I going to a private school? And I have like so many different options. Um, but for me, St. Lawrence has a community, like one of their main things is their alumni network. And it's pretty good because, like, my mom's there and she knows how good the alumni network is because um, she's, like, part of it. And she's like, you know, this would be really great for you. And, um, like, no matter where you go, you'll do well. It's kind of just up to you at this point. And I decided, you know, I personally think I'll... I'll just end up in a place where I know I'll be happy at St. Lawrence and here I am, but I don't know, like, I can't speak for someone who does go to a public university because like I don't, but I really can't imagine it being that much different. Like it's just one school and then school. like there's not going to be this huge difference. Yeah, I'm a I'm public school through and through. Like uh, K through twelve, went to uh went to Gilderland Central Schools, um, and then went to a SUNY. Um, I didn't really look at any private colleges just because uh the prices are astronomical, um, and I don't like I just don't get it like. I don't even really have words for it, you know, like why I, it costs so much. And so, uh, SUNY gets a bad rap. I think it's the way to go. Um, <laughs> uh, but I think for, you know, the no college at all thing, if what you want to go into, like, doesn't require a degree, then like, why the hell not, you know? Um, or even if it does, like academia is 
so difficult. It's so difficult. Like I've been in it for years and years and I'm still sitting down and try I'm struggling to write a paper now for this one class. And it's like, I've been doing this for how many years and it's not getting easier. Um, and like I said before, like I'm not the best student. I don't really thrive by writing papers. I, I, I'm a stage manager. Uh, I, that, that's all paperwork and like people management. Um, so, you know, not every, not every environment is best for every person, you know? Um, yeah. Like Dananidas is going to culinary school and he was originally like before COVID, he was planning on going to college. And then he's like, no, you know what? I'm going to go to culinary school. And that's like the coolest thing ever. Like the main thing that I want to do with my life because I've never once, I literally can't even remember a time where I've ever imagined myself working a nine to five job, like an office job. <laughs> I like my main goal in life right now is to do research on Antarctica. That's just like a thing. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, I feel like I couldn't go down that path if I didn't go to college like uh public or private it doesn't matter there's just cert there's a certain path that I wanted to take that I realized I'm gonna have to go to more school than I initially thought if I want to do this but there have been other times where I was like you know maybe screw the whole research thing and just like don't do school at all and instead find a different way to go to different countries or I don't know um but like I know a lot of people who are who I like went to middle school with or who are like adults in my life who didn't go to college and they found a place where they find themselves like they have a job or they have a lifestyle that they really like and they didn't need college to like feel validated or feel like they had to pursue a certain path. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, there there are some career paths where college is kind of necessary for that higher learning, but you know, it most things realistically you could probably teach yourself and and save around like what 70,000 per year. Uh, I mean, college is great for some things, but not really in a necessity. And especially because society right now <laughs> is, is really saying like, Hey, you got to go to college, you know, like college, college, college after high school, go graduate college, you know? And I don't know, colleges are really increasing the prices and you really have to think like, is this really worth it? Like, can I succeed in life if I don't go to college and usually the answer is yes I mean you can have a really good happy successful life with with or without a college degree but I wanted to bring up something else which is the Canadian school system and basically a very oversimplified version of this is that Canada has a few really big universities that are very specialized in a few areas of study and if you want to go into one major then you go to this school and if you want to go to another major, you go to this school. And that's, that's really it. And, you know, compare that to, I don't know, the hundreds of hundreds of colleges that we have in America that 
seem to offer so many things that tend to overlap with each other, especially these big schools, you know, the Ohio States, the Michigans, all these huge universities. So do you think that we should really be switching over towards a more Canadian style school system of just, we don't really have to have a million small liberal arts schools and then a million big universities. Like we could just have one of each and you can just go there and that they're going to specialize in what you want to study. Or do you think we should stick with this? I like this school, but I want it to be in Texas. So I'm going to go to the Texas version of this school or, or something like that. I personally think that U.S. college system is most of the time a scam. I mean, as are most things. Um, like College Board, they're like, oh my gosh, you should apply to all sorts of schools and you'll have to like pay all these money to apply to these schools and then get rejected by these schools. Um, but like of the thousands of schools across the like across the country they're all like oh we're so special because we do this one little thing and i'm totally aware that like even the school that i go to is like oh we're so special and we're like anyways i like i think that there is a certain atmosphere or environment that people tend to thrive in and in the case with like if the u.s were to do what canada's doing and like only have these huge big schools then people who work in smaller schools might not do as well in like such a large atmosphere but at the same time um like having universities that are like public or free or like much bigger implies that like you really don't need to be in like the top 1% to be successful and kind of like do the thing that you want to do. It's much more accessible to people who might be sort of apprehensive about the whole college thing. Um, and so, I don't know, like the US might be doing some things right, but I feel like Canada is also doing a lot of other things right, including their college system yeah so uh I don't know much about the Canadian college system if I'm being honest but uh I with the with the specialized school things I think one thing that's nice about like a four-year college is um if you don't know what you want to do yet you still kind of have time to figure that out and get a feel for it especially with um I know uh Sunnis often call them general education requirements. Like to graduate um, with any degree, you need to take all of these classes. And there's like a uh, humanities requirement, arts requirement, uh, New Pulp has two science requirements, uh, math and uh, foreign language, all that stuff. Um, and I, you know, I was taking history of fashion to fill like my uh, global credit or whatever it was. And that's, it was a theater class. And that was the class that I was like, oh my God, like this is what I need to do for the rest of my life. Um, so I think I, as annoying as gen eds are, cause in the same vein, like I know what I want to do and like, just let me take my classes on theater and not have to deal with 
algebra ever again. Um, it, it is a good way to dip your toe into other things and other departments and, you know, meet people you might not otherwise meet as well. Um, and so, and a lot of people come into college undeclared, you know, and gen eds are a good way to, to feel that out. And if, if it was just like, go to music school or go to business school or go to this school, like there might, I don't know how, how you'd feel that out, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, I came to college basically knowing that I wanted to do something with geology, and now that I'm taking my third geology class, I'm like, yeah, I'm really enjoying this so far, and I, like, can see myself doing this in the future, um, but I still have to take multiple, like, I have to take two diversity classes, I have to take an arts class, um, like, a history class, uh, all sorts of things, and I'm like genuinely enjoying these classes that I might not have taken otherwise. Like I know um my friend Isabel who used to go to academy went to a different school her last year. Um she goes to Trinity College Dublin now and Trinity um they do this thing where like you apply to a major and if you go in that major like your classes are planned out. You don't really get to do like oh, I really want to take, like, a Native American history course, which some of my friends are doing. No, like, her classes are computer science, calculus, like, they're very specified, and she doesn't get to, like, kind of dabble in other topics that might um, seem interesting. And that may work for some people who are, like, set on doing this one thing, and that's all they want to learn about. But I don't know, for me, even when I'm, like, at times just all I want to do is learn about rocks I'm also taking um like I'm taking a Hindu um Hindu studies course right now and I love it and that's not something that I would take normally because it has nothing to do with my major but because it's one of my requirements I was like hmm, I'll branch out and I'll learn about something that I wouldn't otherwise and it's working for me and I think I like I'm really enjoying it and if that were the case with every, or if that weren't the case for everywhere, and, like, every single place was a specified school, I don't know if that would, like, go well for most people. Another thing about gen eds that I like is that, um, you know, it's not just one class you have to take. It's, like, pick one of this very wide variety normally, you know, so you can kind of you can kind of pick and choose what you want to take. Um, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's actually why I've been looking at liberal arts schools because I have no clue what I want to do. And I know that liberal arts forces you to do a lot of everything. So yeah. I thought that was the best way for me to figure out what I should do in my next steps of life. But for all the good that colleges have, and I can't really speak this yet, um, but soon, soon there i'm i'm guessing there are a few bad parts about college um bad parts about the college system one thing that comes to mind for me even though i don't even though i'm not in college just from the process is that for some of these institutions it seems like college is more of a, a business than a school rather than a school and then a business and i i have a lot of issues with that but 
what do you guys think are some major problems with the American college system as a whole? Uh, what would you change if you were given full control over how everything was run? Like, what would you change about it? <laughs> well, I think uh, standardized testing is just like, there's no, it's so not helpful in any way, shape or form. And it's not an accurate measurement of intelligence or like worth work ethic or anything like that um and i also the fact that you have to pay to apply to college yeah <laughs> is so that always bothered me so much like it's it's for sunnis and all the schools i applied to it was 50 dollars to apply that's crazy and i applied to five schools other people applied to like 15 I, like which is crazy I can't imagine doing that um but yeah those are those were the first two things to pop into my mind no those are definitely yeah um also just like how crazy the cost has gotten like at this point especially for private universities like 70 grand like that's you Chicago I think like one or two years ago literally was the first school in the u.s to pass 80 grand without like taking anything off and that's ridiculous <laughs> there's no reason that going to like live in a shitty apartment style living space going to like maybe five classes a semester there's no reason that should be eighty thousand dollars <laughs> it's so preposterous and I don't like I I will never be able to wrap my head around that like that's just I would not have gone here if they hadn't given me as much money as they did like I am so reliant on these scholarships and these grants and whatnot and like my family members who offered to help me pay like the way that we're so accustomed like we're just used to it by now like oh 70 grand I guess that's just how it is like it's not how it should be and that makes me mad but um yeah money wise that's the first thing that came to my head after like the standardized testing um, this is, this is kind of specific and no, no instance for me comes to mind. Like none of my professors have done this, but you know, uh, professors are teaching classes and things that they're very well versed in and, uh, like spend their careers on. And sometimes they write a textbook about the things they've dedicated their lives to. And then they teach a class where they make everyone in the class by the textbook that they wrote and that I think is just like scummy I, I don't know you know I had to do yeah no my calc professor she's like funny story I wrote the book but it's like an online thing so we had to like buy access to the book and I was like oh love that you wrote it but I don't... and also like in the pandemic like in a pandemic my in the pandemic like i i have classes in person because theater or whatever but you know 
my, my boyfriend is a geography major. He hasn't been on campus all year. He hasn't had one in-person class. And he is, he is paying the same tuition as if he was like going to campus and using all of those resources that are no longer available to us. And Syracuse so, even like upped their thing. Like that was something that Syracuse made the conscious decision to say, no, instead of like lowering it or even just making it stay the same, we're going to make tuition more. Let's raise tuition. Let's raise tuition during a global pandemic. That's the squeaky wheel that needed oil was tuition. (laughs) Yeah. So bringing up online classes, I talked about this in another episode, but well, to sum it up, Basically, we said that we don't really see a way that colleges can move away from online classes because you can fit three times the amount of students in, in on a laptop screen, and that means three times the amount of tuition. But do you think that there should be a way that schools could lower the tuition rate, but only for the kids online? So you could you could literally apply for an online option, so you wouldn't be getting access to any of these like fancy facilities or anything but you would be getting the knowledge from the professor and you would be paying a lower cost for it like do you think that would work or do you think there there's something wrong with that that i'm overlooking or what are your thoughts on that um i think that's like one possible solution um but i know even just it i've taken a fully online class before the pandemic I did it it was like a summer course that I needed to fill a GE and um it was three maybe four weeks it was a thousand dollars it was completely online and it was not like a meeting with the professor at any given time it was here's the textbook and here's the quizzes you have to take at these times it was a thousand dollars you know so like I, I, I don't know. This is kind of, you know, the mo- the mo- one of the most dangerous phrases to hear is this is how this is how it's always been. But it's kind of how it's always been. Yeah. Um I don't know. I feel like online gives it gives people an opportunity to do like if it's still that expensive, but it's not as expensive as in person, then yeah, um, I think it's good. I think colleges might get greedy and say, no, we don't want people paying that little for like these great things that we'll teach them. <laughs> um, and I think that there are some classes that like, maybe you have to go to the library for or you need um, like additional resources that you can't get online. And in that case, like, those would just be in-person classes, I guess. But um, I don't know. I feel like they they could work better for some people. But um, as a whole, I don't think online classes are necessarily, like, a norm that, like, college aged kids who aren't like trying to catch up or getting a later degree or anything 
it's I don't think it's something that they would get used to or like want to get used to as quickly I don't know like online universities have really been around for quite a while like Phoenix and Arizona and like they've been doing that and I remember like at the beginning of the pandemic there was like a tweet or something go that went viral that's like watching all of these ivies slowly turn into University of Phoenix and like yeah <laughs> it's just like I guess now that more people are used to online classes and that sort of setting then maybe most people could make it work but I don't know I would personally still want to be on campus taking like in-person classes. Yeah, I, I get that. So now as we move into March, college decisions for regular are coming out. And well, I guess that includes me because Carlton did not pull a cash money move, but then we move <laughs> on. <laughs> so I mean, we got into Denver. That's so exciting. Yeah. Hey. They're, they're coming along. They're coming along. They're coming along. But what advice would you give this incoming freshman class on actually committing to their college? Like, what what would you tell them? Like, as in, what should you look for? Because I honestly have no clue. I'm basically going off a financial package alone at this point. But what are those small things that you learned over? your time in college that you don't get to see on a tour, but you should definitely look out for? As I've been told by numerous campers, I know Facebook is like old and outdated now. Um, but I get, I, it's like my grade year. That's like the last to use it as much as we do, I guess. Um, but there were a lot of Facebook groups that I joined that were like people who got accepted to that school um and I followed yeah and like uh I remember like seeing people on that Facebook group and commenting on their stuff and like you know they're just my fellow classmates now and we've been following each other on Instagram since before we met um and Instagram pages for clubs and stuff or even departments uh there's I find those really beneficial just to see what kind of activities they're doing um, uh, and yeah, activities and meetings and stuff like that and programming, see what they're up to. Um, and I, I found that really helpful because uh, sometimes like if I can't get a vibe off the campus, you know, like if you're actually there, like you gotta, you gotta check it out in other ways. Yeah. Um... Let's see. Like, I remember um, my friend's mom would look at the squirrels on campus. If the squirrels were, if they seemed happy, then surely the kids should hopefully be happy. Um, and, like, now I kind of look for squirrels. Like, on St. Lawrence's campus, there's, like, this really old white, like, very light gray, in some parts, white squirrel who just, like, creaks along at times. And like, oh, I've never seen an old squirrel before, and I don't know, that's not, like, a good representation of the class, or, like, of the school atmosphere, but, um, 
yeah, I would really say, like, social media for um, clubs, like you said, like, for our class as a whole, there's a huge Instagram page, there's a Facebook thing with over 500 members, um, things to kind of look out for, um, I would say, oh, this is gonna sound stupid, um, like, you have to kind of think of a bigger picture, almost, like, one of my, the things I was worried about most when coming to St. Lawrence is, it's in the middle of nowhere, there is nothing here, like, for fun, people go to Walmart, that's, like, we're in that kind of small town, (laughs) um, and I was like, God, that sounds terrible, where am I, like, gonna go on the weekends and stuff and COVID obviously kind of restricts that but I'm 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 realizing now like I really wouldn't have gone off campus anyways like I've spent almost all of my time on campus and that would be a different story if I was in a completely different setting like in a city like if I went to NYU or like a city college in New York um like then I would go off campus and like explore a bunch of small stores and stuff but um even being like 40 minutes away from like an actual city I still kind of find that was the thing I was worried most about like you have to kind of be aware of how you will react to the environment you're placed in and I don't know I found for me it worked even with our weird snowy cold negative 30 degree weather um I don't know like it fits for me but people who are aren't used to that or won't adjust well to that have to kind of you have to think about like where you're going to be what you're going to do how you're going to respond Yeah, St. Lawrence is definitely in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's it, like it's in the middle of nowhere, and I can feel that at times. But then other times, like there's so many things happening on campus, and there's so many like I really haven't found that big of a reason to like leave and go do things other than oh hey, let's go eat at this restaurant tonight, and then like we'll maybe do that. But that's. I don't know. There's just so many things to do, like, on campus that I find I don't really leave. So I guess my last question on this topic is if you could talk to the entire incoming class of 2025, what advice would you give them about college, about the life at at college? Like, what advice? What advice would you give them? I would say it's going to be hard, but everything happens for a reason. Like I am such a, I'm such an avid believer in that. And I think, you know, any sort of struggle that you go through, you're kind of, you're, you're meant to go through it for some reason and you're going to come out better for it. Um, And yeah. I'd, I'd honestly say like, you're not stuck where you think you might be I don't know like if you end up hating where you are then 
you know, you can transfer. That's not like an impossibility. Um, I feel like people kind of get caught up in their own mind or like what they think is happening around them that like they don't stop for a second and be like, hey, I I still have some sort of control over this. I can like try to change this outcome. And like, yeah, some things definitely happen for a reason. Um, But if you're really unhappy or like you find that you're in a place that you don't feel like you should be at that point in time and that point in your life, then you have the capability to try to change that and like try to take control of your life. Yeah. (laughs) So the final question on the show is a reoccurring question. Basically, in the future, we have gotten our stuff together, sort of, and now we can all stand to be with each other. Everyone in the entire world is now, once a year, goes into this giant arena or something, and the best inventors and the best scientists and the best whoever else you want gives presentations on what they've done over the past year, and you have been invited to give the opening words to this presentation. So you can say literally anything you want. You know, you can say, I ate a bagel for breakfast today, or you can say the most inspirational quote the world has ever heard. So the stage is yours. The world is your audience. What are you saying? I'm honestly going to go with my senior quote, which I think is kind of funny because it's like anti-science and I'm like going to be a geo major. But anyways, um, it's from the X-Files. It's a Fox Mulder quote because I really love Fox Mulder. And I also just, anyways, (laughs) the quote goes, when convention and science offer us no answers, might we not finally turn to the fantastic as a plausibility? I feel like, I don't know, that's kind of motivational. So I'm going to go with that. Um, That is such like a wild question. Um, and, like, it's, it's horrible that, like, the first thing that came to my mind was, like, go Iron Claw! <laughs> like, um, that's, like, literally the first thing I thought of. And then I Googled Dumbledore quotes, um, because, you know, a very, very wise man. Um, so I'm gonna pick, I'm gonna pick one of this. Here, this one, this is a good one. I would say... We must all face the choice between what is right and what is easy. That's what I'd say. Said by a very wise man indeed. So this is again has <laughs> been <laughs> this is again has been Jenna and Bella. Thank you so much for doing this. It was great talking to you guys. Yeah, so with that, I guess Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> so I guess with that. I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.